0: studios in New Jersey, the home of Wrestlemania 35 and the fourth wall mania tailgate. This is Sunday Night Aftermath. Tonight, Doc and Bones are going to bring you the news and reviews, the results and reactions from the 2019 Royal Rumble. Without no further ado, introducing the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheel-and-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying son-of-a-gun, here's Doc.
1: Woo-hoo. Happy Royal Rumble Day, fourth wall fam. Welcome to Sunday Night Aftermath. The road to WrestleMania has begun. The Royal Rumble is in the books. We have a new United States champion. We have a new SmackDown men's tag team champions. And we have a better idea of who will be seeing the, in the main event at WrestleMania and the main event matches at WrestleMania. Bones, what was the vibe up by you? What do you think? The, the vibe was hot man it was an amazing event the whole
0: every match on the card was was were very well written it had its questionable moments but we'll get into that as we go through the card but the road to Wrestlemania definitely began because they told a number of major stories um j- just ahead now of Wrestlemania so I'm really excited to see where the rest of this week goes absolutely
1: um what I'm most excited for of course um who will Becky Lynch, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, surprise entrant after um, losing to Asuka. And was probably the match of the night. Um, just a fantastic match. They've got about 20 minutes to really put on a show. Asuka making Becky submit to some insane chokehold yep. finisher. That was just, I mean, it was absolutely astonishing the way them two went at it. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that was the night match that opened the night. And we got to the Women's Royal Rumble later on. And I believe it was number 28. Lana was making her way out, but she had gotten hurt earlier in the night during Rusev's match against Shinsuke Nakamura. And she couldn't continue. So out comes Becky Lynch. She pleads her case with Fit Finlay. Fit tells her to get in. And about 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, Becky Lynch was the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, last eliminating Charlotte. Uh, The Women's Final Five, as I'll call it, was... Becky, Charlotte, Nia Jax was in there. I believe Bailey was in there. yep. And, and Carmella. And Carmella, who entered number 30. A very solid final five. It was um, the beginning of an interesting night for Nia, which we'll get to later on. Uh, Becky Lynch wins. Uh, Charlotte was my pick. Becky, I didn't think was going to be in the match. Once Becky was involved, those was a game changer. Yeah. Made me rethink everything. Uh, this... Definitely sets us on the road to, at the very least, Becky and Rhonda at Mania. How do we work Charlotte in? Because I know it's what we all want to see. That's a very good
0: question. I really thought we were going to have a repeat of the 1994 Rumble, have another Lex Luger, Bret Hart um, Mm -hmm. incident with Charlotte and Becky once Becky entered herself into the Rumble. But uh, maybe Charlotte's not going to be in the picture going into Mania. I mean, they may be rewriting it somehow. Maybe Charlotte... I see I see Becky going uh, after Ronda for the Raw title, and I can see Charlotte maybe just facing Asuka again at WrestleMania for the SmackDown title. Like I had originally thought of, I know over the past two weeks I was really thinking of a triple threat, but now with the way the night ended tonight, I don't know how they're going to get Charlotte um, involved in this. They could play a storyline where it's like, well, Becky wasn't really in the Rumble, and mm, she ended right. up last minute. They could play that card, but I think that's... Almost expected, and I'd rather them not go that route. I want, I'd rather they if they are going to get Charlotte involved, I want to see uh, another creative way to do so.
1: Yeah, and I think there are creative ways to do it. You could somehow tie some stipulation into elimination, do an elimination chamber match, uh, in some way, shape, or form. There's a lot of ways you can go to. I'm not opposed. To it being as simple as Charlotte coming out and saying, "Uh oh, uh, uh-uh, Becky, you weren't in the match. Mm-hmm. You have to fight me for that. I was the next to last woman eliminated. We're gonna do this right. Blah blah this. Blah blah that. I'm not opposed to it as long as it gets us to the desired result. Right. This is one of those matches I want to see so bad, and I'm I, I'm okay with some sort of cheap booking just to get to the desired result that I want. Maybe it's been in my head and hyped up for so long. I want to see that match." Just, just give it to me any way possible. It could be simple. Sometimes we don't, the simplest storylines are the ones that come across the best.
0: Right. But what do you think is the desired result? Is it Becky, Rhonda, and Charlotte? Or at least just seeing Becky in the main event?
1: For me, it's seeing the three of them. I, w- I want to see the three of them, main event, main I think that's going to give you your best match and your best... Uh, now your best bang for your buck if you're someone who's bought tickets like we did <laughs> right
0: now i could definitely i still I could still see that being the main event this month because you have your mainstream draw with Rhonda you have your Big name with Charlotte Flair Ric Flair's daughter and then you have The hottest superstar in WWE and that's Becky Lynch So you're covering all your bases right there So that's going to bring in your casual Fans, your hardcore fans Uh, Everyone's going to tune in to see that match So I think you're covering all the bases there So I'm really interested to see now how they involve Charlotte Back into the storyline
1: Right, right. Uh, another interesting Thing to see out of the whole uh, women's Women's division tonight was Asuka did beat Becky Lynch, obviously that triggered Becky's involvement in the Rumble so where does Asuka go from here now? Who's her next feud with?
0: That's a good question. I really think they need to shake things up a little bit with the women's division over on SmackDown. I mean, we did see a number of surprise entrants from NXT uh, in the Women's Rumble. And I'm kind of curious if any of them are going to be uh, call-ups.
1: Yeah, I thought Lacey Evans had a uh, good run in the Rumble tonight. I thought she put in a real good showing for herself. The, Rumble, the Women's Rumble definitely was too long. It started a little too slow. Yeah, um, it was a little sloppy even in the beginning. But I thought Lacey really put in a good showing of all the women earlier in the Rumble. Um, my biggest complaint with the Rumble, like I just said, was was time. I'd like to see it shorter. But, yeah. but you know, a couple of the women really made the most of the time they had, and Lacey was one of them. Um, I guess I, you know, I like to see her. You know, maybe she'll get a little challenge against Oscar. Uh, you know, just some transitioning to get us to Mania. Right. Maybe you do do Asuka Charlotte because there's nowhere else for SmackDown to really go. Nikki Cross didn't really have a dominant showing. You know, she didn't really do much for her stock tonight. Would have liked to have seen a little more out of her. Zelina Vega, now she did the heel thing. Would have liked to have seen a little more. It was nice to see Swaggle.
0: That was that was <laughs> the, the moment of the night right there was Horn Swoggle. <laughs>
1: Little, little did we know he still lives underneath the ring. He's still under there. Oh, <laughs> all, man. all these years later, after being future endeavored. <laughs> oh, I gotta love it. Uh, let's switch gears and let's head over to the men's rumble. Um, my pick was Samoa Joe. Seth Rollins was, or Drew were my co number two picks. Yeah, same uh, Once Joe went. Once Joe went out, and then once Drew went out, there was no surprises left. We knew Seth was coming out on top. Right move. Right move. Seth, you know, I I thought Joe needed this more than Seth, but Seth needed this too. Seth, you know, he didn't come out in the Intercontinental title, feud with Lashley and Ambrose. So, at the very least, we're not going to come out on top of that. Let's get him a Rumble win. Let's get him in the main event picture. Let's get him in a one-on-one against Lesnar. Right.
0: And, you know what i think in the men's rumble too is that the men's rumble was paced really well uh, yes. from from the first segment with double j and elias all the way throughout it had its it had a real funny moment there with titus o'neil and kurt hawkins but right. There were moments where they had six, seven, eight, nine, almost 10 superstars in the ring at once. And when you look at who all those superstars are, you're like, holy shit, look at all the talent we have in the ring. You could have guys like Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, who we didn't think was going to be in the Rumble, uh, Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Mustafa Ali, all at the same time. It's like, holy shit, look at all this talent.
1: Yeah, you're really looking at the future of WWE. It was... Think this could be hopefully if everything's booked right this could be a rumble we look back on in a couple years saying like hey this was the starting point for a lot of guys tonight right and and speaking of it being the future
0: we saw a lot of really good nxt call ups. we saw johnny gargano who put on an amazing show yesterday uh at Mm -hmm. nxt takeover against ricochet for the american title Oh my
1: goodness oh my goodness
0: Um, we saw Allison (laughs) black which i I think a lot of us called it that if he uh, depending on how he his match against Ciampa went last night at Takeover would determine where he was if he was going to end up in the Rumble or not. And then we got to see Pete Dunne,
1: which was freaking great. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And all three of them put in a good showing for themselves. Yep. I think Alister's here to stay. I think he's here on the main roster to stay. Yeah, at this I think point. so
0: too. I think we're going to see him uh, either on Raw or SmackDown this week.
1: Raw could use him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But look, let's talk about uh, the number thirty entrant. <laughs> Yes. I I think we Um, all called it that R-Truth's probably not going to make it into the ring. He's probably not going to show up or he's going to get beat up in the back. And it's like, it was expected. It happened. But fucking Nia Jax? Like, I don't... I think it was a a pointless segment. It was a waste of of an entrant. They could have substituted her with someone much more credible. I just don't understand why they're still trying to push her over as a monster. Um, it, It almost feels like she might be getting... I'm going to say the Roman Reigns treatment, where they're trying to push her down our throats as she's a monster, she's a monster, and she's really not, because she's not over. And I, I'm i still not on the, the, the Nia train at all.
1: I didn't utterly hate the segment, because I've seen so much worse from Nia Jax. Maybe that's just my brain conditioning itself to her not being good and when she does something marginally decent or badass, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right. Um, I just don't think anything's really going to come of it. Like it was a cool moment, probably if you were there. And it was interesting if you were there. It's interesting for us to talk about. But I think two weeks down the road, it's not gonna matter anymore. And is gonna be stuck in the same, you know, mid card place where she belongs, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for her with Tamina.
0: The only good thing that came out of the Nia Jack segment was that they actually acknowledged China's existence on WWE television.
1: Yes, I was interested. In, I was interested to see if they actually were going to address China. It was nice to hear that they did. Yeah, uh, someone who deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, definitely, absolute, Agreed. absolute sham that she hasn't been inducted. Yeah, yeah, or at the very least, induct DX, right. so she can have you know some sort of some sort of moment there right. um yeah it, it was nice you know and so it was nice to see her taking RKO I'm not gonna lie I and enjoyed and, the hell and, out and of that super, again <laughs> at 619 I really enjoyed that right I, I especially hate, the RKO
0: yeah I did hate though that she was the one that eliminated Mustafa Ali I was really hoping to see a better showing from Ali he had a great showing him Andrade Mysterio they all did they all had great showings but uh, I really wanted to see Mustafa look a little bit stronger in the Rumble, and I did not want to see him, of all people, be eliminated by Nia Jax.
1: I think for his first Rumble, you couldn't have asked for much more. Uh, so it's me slightly disagreeing with you there. Okay. Couldn't ask for much more. He got a nice long run. He wasn't overtly dominant, but his presence was felt. He didn't need to come out there and have like a Shawn Michaels or Stone Cold Steve Austin show. And it's not his time for that yet. I would have liked to have seen Samoa Joe in the final four. That was my probably yeah. that was probably what I was most disappointed in with the four final four of the Rumble. He was been booked so dominant leading up to the Rumble to the fact where I thought he was actually gonna win and he didn't even make it to the final four. So that upset me a little bit. But it was nice to see Dolph, you know, get to the final four and not win again. Yeah, you know, it exactly. seems like Dolph's always getting close, right. always gets so close to the mountaintop and never quite gets there. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what 20, 2019 holds for Dolph Ziggler. Yeah,
0: the only booking that I was a little iffy about was honestly Seth Rollins' booking. Uh, it was I understand the whole Bobby Lashley thing; it was cool, put him through a table, but I didn't like the fact that Seth spent so much time outside of the ring because I feel like that gave away the winner way too soon. Put him through a table, but let him be a fucking badass and get right back up like a little bit quicker. Get back in the match. I, that's the only thing I didn't like is that okay, he's gonna be outside of the ring until the final four, and then okay, we know he's gonna come back. He's gonna win it. I did right. have a
1: it was a little too predictable. A
0: little too predictable. I did think for a second that Braun may end up winning, and I would have been pretty pissed. So I'm really glad that he did not win. But uh, I was a little. But I'm I'm happy with with the outcome still. Again, that that the booking for Seth didn't take away from the overall match.
1: Yeah, so Seth, Seth Brock
0: at Mania, uh, I definitely I think he's going to go for Brock. The, the, there's no question. Because you know Seth Daniel Bryan at Mania is not the worst thing either. It's not the worst thing either, but I think they've already. I think they're molding Seth to be the one to to, to dethrone
1: Brock. Speaking of dethroning Brock, uh, Finn had his chance tonight, and it was a great match. It was best I've seen Brock. In a long long time like looked like he cared he mm-hmm. sold moves like he cared yeah he fought finn like he cared and finn took uh he took advantage of the situation he was put in put on a really great showing for himself um yeah you know, do, do you was, think this is still them trying to to book
0: ben, uh, finn balor stronger even though he took took the l from brock lesnar
1: so we were throwing around some talk down where we were watching tonight, and part of the uh, part of the talk we had was you know, Finn loses as Finn the Man. Does he come back at some point and dethrone Brock as Finn the Demon? Maybe at Elimination Chamber, and then Seth faces Finn at Mania.
0: Right. Uh, I could see that. Um, I, I think it would have been better, and it would have put Finn Balor over better if he beat him as. Regular, normal, human Finn Balor. Because uh, we've already seen the demon Finn Balor lose. He lost to Samoa Joe back in NXT. So it's not like the demon is... He's not like The Undertaker, where he's, he's never going to lose at WrestleMania or something like that. He doesn't have that, that kind of mystique about, about the demon character. Demon character always looks stronger, yes, but I think it would have been better for Finn Balor's character if it was Finn Balor the man, Balor Club Finn, coming out, uh, coming out and, and beating Brock Lesnar.
1: But to combat your Undertaker point, Undertaker lost plenty of matches that he quote-unquote should have won because he's the Undertaker, such as the casket match to Shawn Michaels at the 98 Rumble, which if you missed it on Fake Classics I talked about this past week, Um, also losing to Yokozuna in the casket match, Um, there's been plenty of situations where he's lost matches, that his character should have won. So I don't think there's any issue with the demon losing sometimes, especially the Samoa Joe and NXT when Samoa Joe was red hot. Right. I just look at the idea of maybe demon takes down the beast and that's, that can lead to your main event, main event at mania. Cause I'm not convinced Brock's going to be the champion going into mania. I'm not saying say he won't be at mania, I'm not convinced he's going to be the champion. Yeah, but That I was think- a strong showing for Finn. That was a strong showing from Finn tonight. And there's definitely uh Potential for a rematch there, if you ask me. Uh,
0: I definitely agree. There's definitely potential for a rematch, but I don't think Brock Brock would lose the title at like Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. You know, I don't think that's that's what they want you to think. uh, True. True. (laughs)
1: That's what they want you to think. At the end of
0: the day, it's all a fucking work, right?
1: Yeah, we're coming to a world where you have to be. You know, less predictable with other promotions coming up, like AEW and and JPW, getting more popular. You have to be more less. You know, you have to be less predictable to get people to watch your events. So, right. you know, yeah, it may not be a lot of eyes on Finn beating Brock at say an Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, but if you know that's happened in the past as someone who consumes kayfabe, then you will watch smaller events more often. Quite possibly, right. Good point.
0: Well, I'm really interested to see now where this goes. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, Seth Rollins is going for that, that universal title. So whoever yeah. ends up having it, whether it be Finn or Brock, it's still going to be a great uh, WrestleMania match, regardless.
1: Cool. Let's talk about the other big men's match. It was for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, the planet's champion, retained his title Captain against Planet. AJ Styles yep. via pinfall. Um this match featured a, a huge surprise at the end. Before we get to that, I kind of just want to talk about how the crowd wasn't as in this match and maybe it was because right after Becky and the crowd went nuts for Becky. So right. you know, they used a lot of adrenaline in that in that in that segment of the night. But I mean this was a very good technical match. So is this I mean, the questions? Is technical wrestling dead in the eyes of wrestling fans nowadays? Do, because like, I still love watching a good technical wrestling match, you know that could, there was parts of that match that reminded me of like Brett versus Sean matches from the nineties. Right,
0: I agree. Uh, it's I, I don't think that it's dead where people out there don't enjoy it, but I just feel like people they, they definitely don't appreciate it as much as as, as we do. You know, and it's unfortunate because I feel like the crowd should be getting behind wrestlers like that that are putting on a technical masterpiece. Like, I really enjoyed that entire match between AJ and Daniel Bryan. Was it a slow so night? the night? Yes, but it was meant to be like that. And it, I feel like it didn't take away from the pacing of the night. Uh, the two of them looked great in the ring. They pulled off some shit. That that one move where AJ Styles did the moonsault off the guardrail and went into yeah. the university. Of T. I, that was fucking awesome. Like, they have their spots, but they're tasteful. They're not spot monkeys. It's not just a spot fest throughout the whole thing, you know, and they, they, know, how, they know how to tell a story. Right. Now, the right. ending of right. the story is questionable. Where the fuck did that's Rowan mean, come
1: from? <laughs> Where the. So, so, first of all, Eric Rowan shows up without, without Harper. Because Harper, I heard, is blood- still injured. But not in Bludgeon Brothers gear. Right. He, kind of, he kind of dressed like me in flannel shirts mm, and, yep. you know, and, and, and jeans. And you know, he came out, walked to the ring, sort of looked in for a bit. Styles hits Styles' clash. He's going for the pin, even though the ref is knocked out. Rowan comes in, does some sort of face palm choke slam mm-hmm. to AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan gets the pinfall. Rowan and Daniel Bryan end the match in the ring with each other. Now we know Rowan and Daniel Bryan have a slight history, a small history, I should say, together with each other when they were members of the Wyatt family. Right. Um, outside of that, I'm not sure where this pairing comes from. I don't know if Eric Rowan is also a vegan, maybe. Or right. It has to I, I be a I, red beard thing. It could be a it could be-, be a red beard thing.
0: Beard thing. Uh, I don't know where this is going storyline wise. Why, I don't know. I, I want to know why they decided to pair these two up. Um, I think Daniel Bryan will help tell that story a little more on Tuesday, uh, which I I'm expecting. So. Uh, I, you know what? I've always liked Eric Rowan. He was always the um, the forgotten son, no pun intended, of the Wyatt family. But I, I feel like right. he has potential if creative gives him the gives him the opportunity, you know I think I think this is good because I feel like now he is uh, he is reigniting his character because notice how he doesn't have the sheet mask anymore, I think that Eric Rowan is gone now. This is a new chapter for the Eric Rowan character. Right. So I am interested. This to is see definitely now, a, yeah you know definitely this goes. A re,
1: definitely a definitely a rebranding. Yeah, definitely rebranding or a slight rebranding for for Rowan. I'm just trying to see where it goes. WWE, you know, creative did a good job in making me interested, interested to see why Rowan and Daniel Bryan are together. Right. Just would have loved to see the crowd appreciate this match more. Um, yeah. I guess it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit. As someone who grew up, you know, loving Bret Hart and Owen Hart matches and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels matches, you know, just to see the crowd just not be as into this, I think maybe card play side of an issue. Maybe this match should have been before the Women's Royal Rumble. If you look back on it, that might have been the smarter decision. Then you could have ended on fire with the last with the Women's Rumble, the Universal Match, Men's Rumble, fire, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right, uh, Daniel Bryan. I think we all expected Daniel Bryan to win. He's going to be the champion into Mania. The new Daniel Bryan is here to say it's a real thing. Let's talk about the smackdown tag team championship match another Mick thing Maze. that you and i you and i called that called this months ago months ago before the new year once they were teasing the mcmiz pairing we both said this is going to end with them winning the tag titles at the royal rumble and it's going to oh, i'm sorry it's going to climax with them winning the tag titles at the royal rumble and it's going to end with them fighting each other at wrestlemania, WrestleMania. somehow yeah. in order for that to work they needed to have the belts i'm happy to have the belts Great match! How about that shooting star press from Shane, man? Right, he's pulling out some some new moves in, in his arsenal. But I was like, impressed. not even, like, not even like, like, like he hit it solid, man! Yeah. Like nailed it, yeah, uh, nailed it. Did, did I forget? Did he ever
0: hit one of the coast to coast? Or no? He he attempted. Oh no, he did. Did they have, he had them both in the corner? And then and then and then Cesaro caught him. And then oh, that's Ces- right, Cesaro caught him. So Cesaro. He- a failed attempt yeah. but yeah but I, i'm i think it's funny because the past few times we've seen shane mcmahon fight his coast to coast are not like they used to be he's not making it across the ring so i think that's why he pulled out the shooting star Press. all right i gotta do something else cool so this is a little bit easier for him so i'm going to do this one a little bit safer so then maybe
1: that could be it yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you're gonna see let's coast to coast a lot less story in this yeah. uh, title run for miz mm-hmm. and shane you know, like a skull crushing finale into shooting star press could be a a solid could, finisher for what yep. will most likely be a short lived tag team. Yeah, um,
0: I, I hope that this storyline, though, start, starts to gain more substance, because I feel like the storyline is very predictable. Everyone knows everyone expects Shane McMahon to have a, a WrestleMania moment. And it makes the most sense right now to have it be a singles WrestleMania moment. But l- let's look at it differently, though. What if they keep the titles still till
1: Mania? I who do you drop it to? okay so who are they facing leading up to mania you have the club you have sanity you have the usos still you you know i think the new day need to move away from tag teams for a bit right. you know i'm okay with them like you know maybe they face you know on smackdown one week they'll face the good brothers for the title well, then maybe at one of the next two uh, major events, Elimination Chamber or Fast Lane, you know they'll face the Usos or something. Right. But hopefully at Mania, they're in a maybe a, a three-team or a four-team match mm-hmm. for the titles, and the Good Brothers are in it, and Sanity's in it, and hell, I don't even care if the Usos are in it at that point, as long as those two teams are in it. Right. All I want to see is when they're defending these titles, they're defending them against new competition. I want to see, I want to see the competition like the Club and Sanity pissed off. That the Miz and and the Boss's son fast track themselves to the tag team titles. Mm -hmm. Like, there needs to be anger amongst the tag teams in the SmackDown locker room. I hope that's where they move with the stories until then.
0: Right. And when when you bring up that point, too, you know, it's Miz and the Boss's son, they pushed away to the top. Now they won the titles. I hope, hopefully, that will reignite the tag division on the SmackDown side.
1: Absolutely. Because the Raw side is doomed. Right. I got, uh, that, uh, that, I, as yeah, soon as I... Down,
0: that That's done. The can, Raw can side we, is... Can we talk about that real quick? I don't uh, want to spend too much time on the kickoff show, but... Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of thankful that I missed this match, but... So, the Raw tag titles were defended on the kickoff show. It was a last-minute match. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defended against Razar from AOP and Scott Dawson from Revival.
1: Like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who booked this the show? The best was... The best was when I was texting you guys, uh, and you guys were like, "Yeah, I just put it on." I'm like, "Well, you missed a surprise match." <laughs> yep. And you're like, "You ready for this?" And Just the shock of yours and uh, and and smarky's responses. Yeah, I guess Occam's hurt. That's the the main thing. Uh, or Akam? <laughs> uh, I guess Occam, Akam. Akam. Right. No, I can make him. If I kick my ass, I should probably say his name right. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did read that he was out in, injured, but still, but doesn't an answer why. It's like, why isn't Dash and Dawson just having another rematch against Rude and Gable and losing again? Right. You know, I don't understand why they they mixed the teams in this match. I'm, I'm kind of glad I missed it. I don't think this furthered any storylines. It's not helping to build the tag division on Raw at all.
1: Yeah, Rude and, was kind of and Gable won. Match. Yeah, Rude and Gable won. So yeah. nothing comes of it. Um, the biggest problem with Raw. Is that the two tag teams that should be running Raw are running NXT right now, yep. which are <laughs> War Raiders and you know, you have the War Raiders in Undisputed Arab putting on a legitimate five star yeah, match, match to open it, takeover the night before. Yeah. Like all I, I was sitting and watching the whole time was like, why not just call these teams up to Raw now? Yep. Just do it now. Raw yeah. needs it so bad, man. Yeah. So it luckily that was buried in the beginning of the pre show. The biggest surprise of that match, honestly, for me, was when when everybody's when when they entered the ring and there was no Titan Tron, dude. Uh, yep. That that threw me, that threw me off for
0: a bit. But we did get the computer generated images that weren't actually there live, but we got to
1: see them on TV. Yeah, I hate those was <laughs> two. Uh, uh, I loved the no Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. I actually and I have been watching, you know, as I have mentioned in the past two weeks on the on the OG show, I've been binge watching Royal Rumbles, you yeah, just cause I love the Royal Rumble and why the hell not. And, you know, until 1998, I want, I think the Titan run made its way to the pay-per-views like in 2001, 2002. Because it was exclusively at Raw in the beginning, remember. Right. But when I watch so many shows now and, like, half the arena's closed off, I think it really kills some of the feel for the, for the wrestlers in the ring. Yeah. I'd rather wrestle to a sold-out house than a three-quarter sold-out house with a big giant screen. Like, it had to be awesome to be completely surrounded by the fans in their so-called universe tonight. Yeah. Um, I've been over to Titantron for a while. I would mm-hmm. love to see scaled-down production yeah. for pay-per-views and for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. You know, I loved the old SmackDown segment from when they first started. wasn't too big, wasn't too small, looked good on TV, you know and, and, you know, and you know when you have a full house, you just feel more part of the show. And and it just feels, you know, it feels a little more old school. I miss that old school vibe. I think the audience gets hotter. The more people there, the hotter it is. It probably costs less money to produce a show without the Titan Tron. I think it's ginormous. Yep. Um I didn't miss it tonight, is what I'm getting at. and I'd like to see less of it going forward. I think it's an outdated gimmick and WWE needs to move on from it. Yeah,
0: I agree. It was definitely a different feel watching the show without the Titan drama. I really did enjoy it. I, I felt like, you know, uh, just the whole vibe in the baseball stadium was just an awesome, awesome feel. And that place was fucking packed, man. 48,000 plus people. That was awesome.
1: And they were pretty hot, too, for the most part. I mean, the parts, the, the segments that deserved pop, they got pop, man. The crowd was into it. It was, it was, in, in that sense, they were they were a pretty good crowd outside of their reaction to uh, the uh, Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. I thought it was an Aces crowd that really helped the uh, the event, uh, right. really come off strong. Yeah. Bones, mm-hmm. United States Champion. It's Knock America. A pledge of allegiance to Knock
0: America. I was. I'm very very happy. Knock Nakam, uh, America. Sorry, very happy that Nak- Nakamura uh, won the U.S. title again. I just hope one they do something now with his title reign. But also, I'm kind of questioning what they're doing in the mid-card on SmackDown. The U.S. title still doesn't feel like it means anything. And unfortunately, it hasn't since guys like Bobby Roode, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal have had this title. And unfortunately, Rusev and Nakamura, who could make this title mean something again on SmackDown, kind of got caught in the, in the, the crop dust of the other uh, U.S. champions before them. You know, and I feel like they're still kind of in this slump where I, I didn't think Nakamura was going to win. I thought Rusev was going to retain and he was going to put on a good showing. But they didn't have, they had a decent amount of time, but the match didn't really do it for me.
1: It was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It wasn't, it it wasn't was, like their match it was on physical. SmackDown. It was physical. It was It was tough. But, you know, I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I, and I liked the Nakamura one. It kind of. It could continue the story for them, but I think to save the U.S. title, I think the guys in the mid-card like Joe and Mustafa Ali and Rey Mysterio and, and Andrade Almas who are really putting on good matches, let's get them involved with the United States title a little bit. Right. Let's, take, let's get them in the picture. Maybe have those guys have a fatal four-way to determine the next contender for the United States championship right. and put that match on on elimination chamber yeah. and not on the pre-show, on the main card, and let's... Let's elevate this title a bit. You have guys elevating their game and elevating SmackDown. Well, Let's get the title in there since they're riding hot, and let's get the title hot again. Right. Real simple answer, to this. Yeah. You know, it might cost Rusev for a bit, but it looks like uh, I mean, I wonder if Rusev's going to take some time off now. You know, I think they've Lana off TV tonight with all the rumors of them wanting to have a child. Right. So maybe maybe Rusev maybe takes time start. off to get that started too. Did, I, did you I, see? I don't know. Oh.
0: Uh, Right after the women's uh, the women's Royal Rumble Rusev sent out a tweet Saying, so I guess technically Lana won, congratulations honey We're going to Wrestlemania
1: <laughs> It was hysterical so. um, While we're on the pre-card, we may as well just touch on The last match of the pre-card which was a solid uh, fatal four-way match for the cruiserweight championship. Uh Buddy Murphy retained his title. He pinned Hideo Itami, uh, Akira Tozawa, Kalisto also in the match. Um, I thought the end of this match was really solid. Once they kind of got away from the spot fest. Yeah. And uh got and they really told some good storytelling with uh with uh Murphy and Itami at the end. What are your thoughts on the match, man?
0: Uh, I thought the match was really good, too. It was a very solid match. I think this is going to now continue a feud between Hideo Itami and Buddy Murphy, get Hideo into that title picture. Uh, I did see some people uh, commenting on on the Twitter machine about this is Hideo's swan song, and now he's leaving. I haven't heard any other reports about Hideo Itami leaving WWE. I don't think so. I think this is actually going to push him to stay in the title picture for a little while longer now. But I thought the yeah, match, that, the, the match was they solid, set up. You know? And yeah, I hope, that's what they set up. Yeah. I hope more ma- they have more matches like this on pay views, and this starts bringing more eyes over to 205 Live.
1: Yeah, it was definitely the best match of the pre show. It was the most fun match of the pre show. I'm sure it got the crowd hot for the first match. And, um, and I it think did you its job. It was the best way to set us up for the main card. Right, best way to set us up for the main card. Mm -hmm. And it sets up, like you said, a feud between Buddy Murphy and Adeo Itami, which I'm definitely interested in following. Yeah, Um, There's only one other match we haven't touched on, Bones, and that is the Raw Women's Championship match where Ronda Rousey, I defied my thoughts, and retained against Sasha Banks. I probably was the only person who thought Sasha was going to win that match. Yeah. Um, I get wild ideas sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: this was the one match you and I d- disagreed on, but I, I, I felt like Ronda was going to retain. I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was a solid match. Sasha definitely looked good against Ronda. Ronda looks great every time. I had no quarrels with Ronda's uh, Rhonda's in-ring work. I loved her outfit. Uh, all b- black and gold, really cool outfit. I like. I, li- I like this look she had.
1: I honestly thought this was Ronda Rousey's best match in WWE thus far. Mm-hmm. I thought her and Sasha worked really well together. I had a feeling they were going to work really well together. I was a little upset to see Sasha kind of do the face thing at the end of the match. I would have loved to seeing you know Sasha just go, you know, full on boss mode and say you aren't finished with me yet. You know, right? You no, know, beggars can't be choosers. I think that's because it's. Becky's gonna start a program, Ronda now, and that's gonna take up most of the time. Maybe Sasha and Bailey start go go over to the tag team scene and anchor to the, the women's tag team. You know, win the first women's tag team titles. Yeah. But the match was fantastic. Um, there was even spots where I thought Sasha was gonna get the win, but she had that the bank statement on at the end. Um, I thought there was actually a chance Ronda might tap. Yeah. but you know though and behold you know Ronda Rhonda got the win she continues her dominating title run I thought this was her most her most impressive win yet I thought it was even more impressive than the Charlotte match and I'm looking forward to see her face back again. It's what we've been waiting to see them in the rain for so it. long yeah yeah, we were um, waiting to see them in the rain together for so long
0: Yeah, I definitely like how they're still slowly planting seeds for the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen uh, match that will eventually happen like at the end when Sasha threw up the four um but let's touch on that real quick. Well, I don't want to talk too much about TakeOver, but we saw Justin Duke and Marina Shafir come out on TakeOver. And even for the splits, like the, the couple minutes that they were involved in the Shayna Baszler match, they still look so green. On, they're not believable. Uh, they, they look sloppy. Uh, the two of them got called terrible. up from the PC way too soon. Yeah, the, 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 Terrible, terrible. Terrible. Uh, terrible. I hope they prolong this whole four horsemen thing for a while until Jessamine and Marina figure it the fuck out. And I think keeping Shayna down there in NXT with them is going to help grow them into their potential characters that I think they have the potential to become.
1: I don't see a future that has that match happening to four horsemen with four horsemen women anytime soon. You cannot put Duke and Shafir they're in, in a match like that right now. No. They're just, it's awkward, it's clumsy, it's green. Mm-hmm. and They just don't, I mean, I know this sounds really awful. They don't look like wrestlers in there. They don't. They just not don't. Not ev- I feel like we have to accept that not every MMA fighter is going to make the transition successfully. Mm-hmm. It's a different art. It's a different form of entertainment. They just they, they can't cut promos. They don't make good facial expressions. It's just, it's just something about them that's not working at all. Right. If you could put a mask on a, on a women's tag team, put masks on them, mm-hmm. it would be these two. I know it sounds awful. It's not yeah. because they're hideous or ugly or anything. It's mm-hmm. because they just, they're not doing the right things with their expressions yet. They're not... Doing the right things in the ring, they're 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 not doing moves crisp at all. Right. Even when they're just interfering in matches, you know. I mean, it was awkward when they got it. It definitely took a lot of the the the, the uh, fire out of the Bianca Belair Shayna Baszler match from Saturday night.
0: Definitely did, I agree. But uh, so, so now that now, so we already think that Becky's going to go for uh, go after Ronda for the Raw Women's Championship for WrestleMania. But what does Ronda do between now and WrestleMania?
1: You can maybe give her another shot against Sasha or maybe. Maybe Bailey? Maybe Bailey, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking whether I, I think. And why not? Yeah. Why not? If you're going to plant the four horse women thing with Sasha tonight, My send Bailey out Bailey there next. There. Send Bailey out there next to try to take her down. That could be a match for Fastlane. Yeah. It well, could definitely be a match for Fastlane.
0: Yeah, and they still have other superstars that are definitely main event material over on the Raw side that will eventually get there. But I think now the road between here and Mania is already paved, and we're not going to see other people making the shining in the main event scene probably after Mania.
1: You know, you can I could I could see another world where Ronda and Ruby have a match for the title. I'm Ooh. glad you said it. I was going to say, but I didn't want to be predictable and say Ruby
0: Riot. <laughs> um, I, I, I can see her being a short
1: term number one contender.
0: Uh, I can see it, kind of like she was with... I think it was last year at Fastlane she faced Charlotte for the SmackDown right. title. Uh, I, I can see that, too. Uh, I do hope that eventually she gets something better. Uh, first of all, I fucking love the mohawk that she was rocking tonight. Oh, my God, I fucking <laughs> love that mohawk. I was upset, though, that the Riot Squad they didn't have a better showing in the Rumble itself. Like, you don't have to have them win, but at least make them look strong. Uh, I understand, Liv. You know, kind of being in and out, getting the quick elimination. Okay, it makes sense for her character. Sarah Logan had a decent showing. Ruby wasn't in there long enough. I feel like, uh, I feel she like wasn't she, dominant. She wasn't she dominant. Yeah, never had.
1: Yeah, never had anything dominant. She shouldn't have walked out with her, with with her, uh, with her goons. Yeah,
0: she <laughs> yeah. She should have come out by herself, just like she, just like when she was. Um, Feuding with Natalia and then they were right. uh, having right. their promos. back. she would always tell the two of them, "Stay in the back. I got this. I want to see that Ruby Riot again."
1: Yeah, me too. That's the Ruby Riot I enjoy, and I want to see her do that and like win something though. Right, right. Uh,
0: uh, also, uh, I want to touch on a few things from the women's women's Battle Royal. We talked about uh, most eliminations, and you did say that you thought Charlotte was going to. Uh, have, be the one who has the most eliminations, and she would. She had five eliminations, which yes. now makes her tie with Michelle McCool from last year's
1: uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Yes, absolutely true. Um, Rhea Ripley, three eliminations. Yes, she did. Nice showing for her. Yeah, yeah, nice showing
0: for her. And you know what I was very happy about? They They had the right surprise entrance in this Women's Royal Rumble. Right. I think everyone was the right. I loved seeing uh, Io Shirai. I, I really hoped that she was going to be, and I'm glad she was. Candace LeRae looked great in the ring. Zaya uh, Lee was questionable, but again, she, I'm I'm a fan of her. She's great. She hasn't really done I thought too she, much she on NXT. I thought she put on
1: a really good showing for herself. Yeah. I thought she good. put on
0: a really good showing for she herself. Really did. Yeah. Um, and then Casey Catanzaro came out of nowhere, but that was fucking awesome. And she had her Kofi Kingston moment when she scaled the up to the turnbuckle. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. She's that was great.
1: really cool. Very athletic. <clears throat> no. She's super, super athletic.
0: She really is. Like, I could see them pushing her in the women's division like, like the Rey Mysterio of old. Uh, back when Remy Mysterio won the Royal Rumble that one year. And then from there it was like he was the, the, the little man in the Giants world and he was taking them all out. I could see Casey Cat and Zarrow being in that position
1: down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. On the men's side, most eliminations went to Braun Strowman. Yeah. Braun had five eliminations. Uh, and as for special guests, not not done as well, I feel, as the women's match. I mean, Alistair really? was really cool. Okay. No, I mean. Like you know, like I didn't need to see Ho- no way Jose get eliminated in three seconds. True. Um, I thought the Jeff Jarrett thing with Elias was cool. Mm-hmm. It was different. Wasn't expecting it went a little longer than I would have liked to. It could have gotten to the point a little quicker. Right. But uh, we, we kind of all knew where it was going. We knew he, there wasn't going to be a song. Did not expect Elias to turn on him. But you have to remember, Jeff Jarrett was a heel when right. when he was Double J. So. It makes a little sense if you really want to go back in storyline and keep things together. Um, Kurt Angle was probably the only other, you know, outside of NXT, NXT superstars, the only, the only real only surprise. surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um. Apparently, The Rock was in Phoenix, and what we hear, hmm. there was t- there was thoughts of maybe Roman Reigns to come back. Obviously, everything Roman's based on his health, and he's they've been we've been very numb on that, very null on that. And of course, we talked already about Naya, I guess that's a surprise entrance. Shelton Benjamin kind of came in as a new repackaged sort of yeah kind of sort of repackaged. Yeah, Shel- yeah, a new image, new look. Um, Andrade, Andrade, nice run. That was a good showing for him tonight. Really good show. I was happy to see him in the Final Four. I think. Yeah. Did you have him in your Final
0: Four, Andrade? I did not. No, but I'm very no? happy oh. that, he, that he made it there. I was. Um, yeah. I was very shocked. Too. I I did have uh, Mustafa Ali in my Final Four.
1: Oh. oh okay. Yeah, I mean, I had right. Got close Ali in the Final Four. So yeah. No. He also got close. No cigar. So. Yeah. That was the, the Rumble's a tough match for him because he's he's a high flyer and high flyers technically you know they don't they don't you can't high fly as much in the rumble in theory right. right so unless you have you know the i think with a little more experience you'll see a lot better rumble showings from Mustafa Ali in years to come and yeah, as he gets more experience and he learns to reign a little more yeah um before we sign off we'd be uh remiss to not talk a little bit more about takeover from Saturday cuz mm. i'm not going to go too crazy cuz i know smarty will be talking about it and the singles run a lot this week but Easily, I'd say, a top three all-time takeover. Agreed. Yeah. It was an amazing card Mm -hmm. that not only, in my opinion, featured two five-star matches in your tag team title match and the North American title match with Ricochet and Gargano, which was just an absolute clinic of professional wrestling. Uh, Matt Riddle had a real impressive showing. I loved him winning by punching Cassius Ono in the submission. Yep. That was so that was cool, man. Uh, um, I thought the title match was was well done. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. was, wasn't was was the match tonight, but it was still very well done. I thought the women's match was good outside of the other horsewomen, Shafir and Duke showing up. Yeah, uh, but for those of you who haven't seen it yet, it's, it was what happened at the end of TakeOver and after TakeOver went off the air that really got me to mark out. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming up to the ramp and then Johnny Gargano joining in there and both of them raising their belts together. And I, to me, that looked like a, an official DIY reunion. Right. Uh, and I would love – I hope they go after the tag titles. I want to see them have all the gold two-man power trip style. Yep.
0: That will be interesting uh, to see what they do because, like, we already know that Undisputed ever said this is their year. They're going to have every title. But we did just see them lose the tag titles to War Raiders last night, and now if DIY, you know, is is uh, reuniting and they go for the tag titles, it could be a cool, you uni- know, um, undisputed era DIY little feud going
1: on also. Right. And I think feel like I feel like Undisputed Era is gradually getting more of a face reaction. Mm-hmm. Face they're, they're, they're going to transition, I think, into faces a little more, you know, because they're gonna people are gonna get invested in them wanting to hold all the titles. Right. And it's gonna be easy for people to boo Gargano and Champa. Um big fan of the possibilities for NXT. I thought Velveteen Dream for someone who didn't have a match last night put on a very impressive performance, showing up with the ladies in the yep. limo. And then making his presence known at the end. There was
0: reports that when Triple H was speaking on uh, after first press conference after takeover, they actually wanted to do more with Velveteen, but because of time restraints, they couldn't. They wanted to make his entrance bigger. I don't know to what extent or any details, but no, they wanted
1: to do more with him. I would have been awesome to see him maybe do a segment with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, man. I'm just
0: going to say this without spoiling anything. Let's not. Knock Velveteen down yet from the title from any kind of title picture?
1: No, I mean, this Velveteen is at the top of the NXT card to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, The halftime heat looks like it's going to be awesome. The six man tag match they announced for halftime. I'd rather Um, see that match than watch Maroon 5 anyway. And and WWE may calling out Maroon 5, throwing shade at Maroon 5 tonight. Legit shade in their promo. Um, the first halftime he was one of the most memorable segments of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. When, uh foley pinned the rock under the forklift to win the title. Yep. I think that was in ninety nine, right? It was right after the uh, I quit match if I'm not mistaken. The empty arena match, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Um I'm not sure. Is this gonna be in an empty arena or is this gonna be at the performance center? It'll probably be probably in full sale at the performance center or something. Probably pre recorded too, I would think. Because I'm gonna so, think yeah. that, I would think the six of them wanna watch the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, if you guys missed that, it's going to be Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole, I believe, right? Yes. Versus Velveteen. I'm not looking at them right now, so I'm going off my memory. I apologize to the to the fam. It's Velveteen, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. And, and Ricochet. Thank yes. you very much. So basically, the six top dogs in NXT right now mm-hmm. are going to put on a six-man match. So you can be spared from Maroon Five mm-hmm. at halftime this year of, the, of next week, next Sunday at the Super Bowl. Um, go watch Takeover. It was one of, it was an all-time great Takeover. Um, slightly better than the Rumble just because the wrestling was so good. But the Rumble really delivered tonight. There was a lot of good storyline advancement, a lot of good storytelling in general. Uh, a few complaints, and the complaints weren't major.
0: Right, they, they were. They were all minor complaints. Uh, real quick, I want to touch on something. Real quick, we talked about Aleister Black. Probably this is being this is his call up. Now that we saw him in the Rumble uh, with with this halftime heat happening next week, I don't think we'll see Aleister Black until maybe till after halftime heat. That way they can still kind of keep him in the uh, eyes of NXT and not come up to the main roster.
1: Well, I mean, usually they. It seems like the NXT guys have like a. Send off match poster, last big like Lars Sullivan right, so this had the match a, against yeah. Keith Lee. So this could be that match for Alistair Black. Right. I'm assuming they'll film it. Maybe at in, in the in the empty arena this week at the mm-hmm. at the wherever they at the Talking Stick Resort Arena, wherever the fuck it's called right. in Phoenix, mm-hmm. where they had to take over stupid ass arena name. <laughs> but you
0: know, speaking of Lars Sullivan, I did see reports that uh, Lars Sullivan is doing okay.
1: He's in a good place, and he will be back soon. I hope he will be back soon. A guy with size and move, and that can move like that. Yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. The you know, sky's who I'm su- limit for someone,
0: you know who I'm surprised we did not see in the Rumble EC3. I really, I'm, I'm curious yeah. now to see when he's going to fully debut and what brand he's going to. I really hope. See, now that Shane and Miz have those tag titles, I don't know if EC3 is going to be uh, in any kind of storyline with the Miz like I was really hoping for.
1: Well, he could be, you know, he could be a lackey to Miz and Shane. I think Uh a third person getting involved in that storyline would do that storyline well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And EC3 has that look where he could be, you know,. yeah, you know, he just has that Shane McMahon Miz look. Exactly. They look the three of them would look well together. Yeah. Shane looked like he was about to like go to like a youth soccer. He looked like a dad about ready to go to a youth soccer game. And, <laughs> come on, sport. Yep. <laughs> awesome. In <laughs> their baseball jerseys. <laughs> Love it. Uh well, Bones, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. Yeah. It's um, late. I wanna go. You to can bed. come. <laughs> yeah. That was For, a late uh, show tonight. Yeah, it was a late show, seven hours, man. But uh, seven entertain hours. You no, know, WrestleMania was seven hours, and this was done a lot better than WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. So, this proves that the seven, the long show, can work as long as it's booked well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just got to keep the fire going. Keep the fire going. Keep the fire going. Give the crowd a chance. Take a break in the middle, and then reignite that fire again. Get some, get some matches that people care about. Get some feuds that people care about. A good start, I think, to, under, to the road to WrestleMania overall. I think overall, the show is a solid B. Match of the night, uh, Oscar, Becky Lynch, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I
0: would definitely give it a solid B. Well, are we going off of stars or are we, are we grading it? If we're
1: going to go off stars, it's three and a half. If we're going off grade, it's B. I would... So, I don't
0: know. I, I, a I would, 3. I would 7, give it a four 5. star. I'd
1: like give 3. it
0: three a... point seven five. Three point seven five. Okay. Yeah. If you want to get
1: technical. Yeah, I'll 3.75 it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Not quite four. Okay. Too many little mistakes to be a four. Too many little mistakes. That's my thought. What was your match of the night, man?
0: Oof. Match of the
1: night. I would have to say Finn versus Brock. A little yeah. too short to be a match of the night for me, but a very good match. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Without what would you without say? Without a doubt. Uh, uh, Oscar and Asuka and Becky. Okay, Asuka and Becky. it was the total package. Great, great, great storytelling, great wrestling, great spots, great finish, you know with the trading of the finishers. you know that's exactly what I look for. and it you know it the hottest it, it gave a new purpose to and a new story to the hottest uh, wrestler in the land in yeah. Becky Lynch. So good stuff. All right, fam. So next time you'll be hearing from us is after Elimination Chamber in February. Uh, We hope you enjoyed Sunday Night Aftermath. You can hear Sunday Night Aftermath starting February 1st exclusively on our Patreon page. And of course, you can hear the OG 4th Wall WrestleCast every Saturday morning on WrestleAddict Radio, on Anchor, and on every single podcasting outlet that you could possibly think of. (laughs) Everywhere. For JC Bones, I am your good doc, Doc Haas. Woo, the road to WrestleMania has begun. We will see you in a month. Be well, be real, be green, be the planet. Good night.
0: Peace.